just finding someone that is going to, to help you understand the word better and, and bring it more into your life. Welcome to Working With The Word, a currently bi-weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We are kicking off our final four series of these interviews that are related to the topic of Bible study and different relationships. Today's episode, we have an interview with Ryan Joy and Brian Sheely of the Bible Geeks, who are talking about what Bible study and a good friendship look like. So we encourage you to sit back and follow along, maybe think about what you can do to either find a friend or be a friend in this kind of way as we want to study God's Word with someone else. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff O'Rear with Working with the Word here with my co-host Emerson Brown, along with two other guests here today, our first dual interview. We have the Bible geeks here, Ryan Joy and Brian Sheely, here to talk about Bible study with friends. Ryan Joy is the full-time evangelist at the North Church of Christ in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And when he's not preaching or studying with others, he loves to spend his time with his wife and his four children. Brian Sheely serves as one of the deacons at the Monte Vista Church of Christ in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a husband, father, software developer, and a generally over-caffeinated nerd. Together, they host the Bible Geeks weekly podcast and daily download podcast, where they converse in biblical geek. Their goal is to draw people into a deeper relationship with Jesus, with each other, and to present God's truth in a practical and approachable way. But before becoming podcasters, Brian and Ryan have been longtime friends who love to talk about God, his son, and his word. And we're looking forward to talking with them more about what Bible study with friends looks like. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get started. Why don't you guys share with us how you became friends, how you met, and how your friendship kind of developed over time? Yeah, so we ended up getting together, I guess, when I was about 14, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. You moved from Hawaii to Phoenix. And I was not 14. <laughs> I was older than that. No, much older than I am. So actually old enough to where Ryan taught my high school Bible study class in, oh, okay. at Monte Vista. So yeah. it was a it was a wild time growing up. <laughs> Ryan and I, I guess we traveled in some of the same circles. We were real parallel pretty much our entire growing up years when we knew each other. And so we hung out with the same people. We liked the same music. We played the same games. We watched the same TV shows. Our dads actually became elders at the same time. And we both loved cool. to preach. And like you mentioned, we eventually became deacons together, actually, at the same time. The digital the, deacons, the as we call ourselves. Deacons. It was, <laughs> we even branded ourselves. And that'll tell you how nerdy we really are. <laughs> we built yeah. the website for Monta Vista and we took care of all kinds of technical stuff there. And to the point where we got so close, where my wife and I moved less than a mile away from the joys, we, we had to be so close to them. And so we moved. We moved pretty close and we used to go running in the evenings and our wives and our children hung out all the time until one day, Ryan decided to move. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> betrayed Fort you. Wayne. Yeah. Yep. He betrayed me, left me all by myself. So we eventually, at some point, we actually lost touch for a little while. We weren't talking all the time. 
as much as we could. And then finally, one day we decided, let's do something together where we can actually talk regularly. And so that's where the Bible Geeks came from. Yeah, we, we dreamed up the idea while we were jogging the canals of Arizona, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. And then it was like, yeah, I need something. I need some, I, I need some more, you know, I need some more Brian in my life. So I need an excuse to talk to you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So yeah, yeah, that's, that was, is uh, definitely has filled a, a need in my life and uh, hopefully been able to bring some, some blessing to others at some point. Who would ever thought going from that time when you were teaching my high school Bible class to uh, the time when we were like talking every week (laughs) on some nerdy (laughs) podcast? It's like I I never would have envisioned that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it took moving, what, 2000 miles away to get the Bible geek started. (laughs) That's Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, life was just super busy, I guess, at the point in time when we originally talked about it. And, you know, Ryan was a designer full time and I obviously was a software engineer and most of the time preaching was a side project and a, and something we did kind of not full time at all. So yeah, now that Ryan's able to do it full time and I'm starting to get more opportunities to preach, it's also, it's helpful just to think through things. And especially as Mm -hmm. you, as you start getting into meatier subjects and you start really trying to, to think thoughtfully and carefully about the Bible, having somebody to bounce it off of who is thoughtful and maybe even takes a slightly different approach from you. I mean, is everything that, that is really just a, a super important benefit for me. Yeah. That kind of leads into our, our next question. We want to focus about what makes a good Bible study friend. Is this something, I mean, I guess you all talk regularly for the podcast, but maybe even thinking outside of that, even, is this a, is it informal? Is it formal? Is it a mixture? Is it, now, how do you keep things going with their with that type of relationship? You know, I think I think there are lots of kinds of friends worth studying with, but it's really nice to have some partnerships where you I, I, I like to use the word a thinking partner, you know, someone yeah. who can challenge you, who can think with you. But at the same time, it's not all about you pushing each other. There's there's some security there where you can bring up tough questions or work through things together. Uh, Listening, I think, is the heart of both Bible study and good conversations, good friendships. And so I think that's the most essential element, you know, besides uh, having a sincere faith and a shared faith is that real interest, real curiosity, real appreciation for what each other says and is going to say and and really asking questions and trying to hear it and then to think with each other about it, whether you agree or you disagree. And I think even on top of that, I mean, you get to this point when you're having a deep conversation about the Bible where it starts to get personal and it Mm -hmm. starts to really hit home and it starts to make you think about yourself and having somebody that you can talk to about what you're feeling in those moments who isn't going to be overly judgmental of you who is really thoughtful of you and understanding and believes all things and hopes all things i mean first corinthians 13 is all about that right Mm -hmm. and it's it's really that kind of a person who you know you can trust sharing the things that you're seeing and that are are touching your heart as you study And so I think having that kind of a person too, not everybody's going to be like that, obviously, but 
but having at least a few people in your life who are that way and who mm-hmm. you can be sincere and genuine with as you think through the the concepts and the the truths that you're studying about in the Bible, I mean, they are going to change you. And so it, it is helpful to have somebody to talk to about that. Yeah. I guess we want to make sure we mention, and I guess you both have kind of talked about this. You probably have other friends that you talk with too about Bible things. Maybe some of those have been they're more mentor figures, or maybe you're the mentor figure to somebody else. But I guess somewhat this episode is more focused on kind of that, that peer level of things. Not to say that those other relationships aren't valuable, but I definitely hear what you're talking about. Just the listening, the love, the patience, and the, the health of the whole process, I think has got to be a core part of all of that. Yeah. you, You know, there are, people that you just can't wait to talk to about <laughs> scripture you know it's just yeah. you you're just like you you're you're sharpening iron as as uh, proverbs says yeah. I, I remember i have one friend that um for quite a few years every year we would go on one ski trip where it was just he and i would drive up three hours into michigan and all day from the moment we left until you know the moment we got back, every time we're on a ski lift together is all Bible discussion. And it's just it's mm-hmm. like the best, best day because yeah. you're diving into all kinds of different things. You know, I think uh, there were two brothers here that I studied through the book of Revelation with, and they took a, a slightly different take on the book of Revelation. And, you know, they were looking at it from an early date and just thinking through it in a different way. And man, I, I grew so much from that. We would just meet in each other's basements like every week or two <laughs> yeah. for a couple hours and just talk through it and study through it. So, you know, sometimes there's structure, sometimes there's not. But uh, it's it's about just uh, finding someone that is going to, to help you understand the word better and, and bring it more into your life. I like that what you said, too, about finding somebody who maybe takes a different perspective than you do yeah. because it, it's almost like so many conversations that I have, or even like Bible classes that I've sat in where it almost feels like everybody's just kind of repeating the same things back to each other. Yeah. And while that's important because clearly once we've arrived on truth, we just have to land on that and that's where we have to stay. Mm-hmm. But there are obviously questions we're going to have. There are things that we may not fully understand and, thinking through those things with somebody who doesn't necessarily have your same viewpoint or your same background or context of your life. I mean, those people are going to be really valuable to be able to think with them and, and yourself listen to their perspective and see mm-hmm. if you can arrive at the right answer, knowing that obviously the word of God is the authoritative source for everything that we're talking about is just finding those correct answers or the, the, most appropriate answers for the whatever question you're dealing with and having somebody to bounce bounce questions off of who doesn't share your same opinion that's always great i love those kinds of people yeah that's that's tough for me to think about or because maybe i don't do enough of that or have enough of those people in my life you know y'all were talking about how you guys have similar tv show interests and music interests (laughs) and you just you group yourself with people you have all the same interests in but then having those people who are sometimes going to push you and say no, I really like this kind of music. And you're like, well, that kind of music's stupid. But then they're like, well, just listen to it and try it and like, give it a chance. And you're like, fine. And then you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Having those people who think differently, I think that's an important trait 
at times with a friend. Like you mentioned, though, as always, we, we have that bedrock of truth, but having those perspectives can be helpful to push us in those ways. You know, the iron sharpens iron. There's, there's friction in when, when they sharpen each other. And you want a friend that's going to be honest if your idea is stupid. <laughs> and uh, that, that's a really valuable aspect in a Bible study friend. Emerson's that guy for me. I'm the ideas <laughs> guy, and Emerson's the that's stupid and like keeps me in my <laughs> place. I never said so, that to you. You never said that directly. That's true. No, but Emerson, I'm sure he's maybe. ready to if I need to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably the dreamer in this. Uh, oh, this you're collection. absolutely the dreamer, 100. <laughs> percent Ryan is the firm ground upon which the Bible Geeks podcast stands. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and you know, but that's part of this this whole thing is these different personalities, these different gifts that we bring, and that affects what what Brian and everybody's talking about with the different perspective. You know, a lot of times it's not. You know, well, I think that. Uh, you know the book of hebrews is garbage or something like that it's not not that kind of different perspective yeah. that's that's going to be a very different kind of conversation but it's right. like you know someone who comes with a more analytical approach another person has a more emotional response another person you know is is thinking more reflectively someone else is kind of putting together their syllogisms and constructing <laughs> their logic of of how this falls into a systematic theology and we're all bringing that that is the beauty of the church these are the gifts this is the body yeah. and and the lord intended for us to have each other to be able to hone a more clear and complete picture of his will for us mm-hmm. and i think too you get that perspective when you start talking to people outside the church when you start really just sitting down and having thoughtful conversations with people who aren't necessarily believers yet and they're going to bring up things that you never thought about. I mean, they're going to bring up perspectives and questions and ways of viewing the Bible that maybe you've never even considered. So I think even that, the more experience you have talking to other people who may not necessarily agree with you at all, I mean, that's, yeah. that's going to probably color some of the way you think about the answers that you arrive at. Yeah. You know, you can hear, I think Brian has used the word thoughtful several times here. And that's <laughs> like, a, it, it really is such an important part of, of how we approach one another and especially how we approach the word of God is, is not just jumping to a conclusion about something, but really uh, this is literature, inspired literature that we're meant to think about and reflect on and and take some time with. And then that dialogue gets richer as we really work through it together and not just uh, say things that we have heard a million times and and already know. We're building on what we know but there's always more in, in the word of God. It's just, you know, you know how it goes. Every time you read through, you're like, that was in there the whole time. Yeah. And that connected <laughs> to this part, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you talked so, about the formality of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's sometimes it's so easy to have those kinds of relationships with people in your peer group, in the church that you're a part of, in your community, just to be close to those people. You're spending the same you're spending time in the same places with them. And so it's just going to naturally lead to these conversations, I think, in some cases. In other cases, you may have to really work at it. And mm-hmm. I think 
that is the test of a true friendship, I think, in a lot of cases is are you willing to work at it if it's not coming easy to you? Like we certainly could have decided not to start the Bible Geeks, you know, and just not have these conversations regularly. We certainly could have just lost touch with a lot of friends who've moved away. But, you know, when you're when you're thinking about these people who you spend so much time with and talking to and your shared passion about the Bible, I mean, putting some structure there in place to have regular conversations, uh, maybe just weekly check-ins or whatever, just having these kinds of more formal, more structured interactions, I think is helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we talked about this a little bit, but I want to dig in a little bit deeper on how, how do your individual strengths and weaknesses help sharpen each other specifically for you? And like at what point in the development of your friendship did you kind of gravitate towards one another despite having maybe different approaches or different ways of thinking about things? Despite Ryan being an old man and Brian being a baby, (laughs) find a way to come together. Well, I would walk in with my cane and keep up with the spry youngsters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, we, our partnership uh, in the work that we were doing as deacons really highlighted for us that those differences, you know, we were both collaborative and, and able to work well together. But, you know, Brian is really good with creating systems, creating structures, bringing order to chaos. Ryan is really good at breaking all of those systems and blowing them up. <laughs> chaos Which is what I monster. needed at the time. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, my, I, I come from a creative background, creative profession. I was, a, I was my, my title at a previous, at the ad agency I worked for was creative director or, or vice president of creative services. So, you know, that is like the anti-engineer. So, <laughs> so um, it, it really that that ability to work well together and complement each other came out in our work on on websites and stuff like that. But it also really came out in the way we talked about sermons together, the way that we would put together. We both love putting together presentation, visual presentations like slides for sermons and mm-hmm. putting together both a, a, a clean and simple thoughtful way of there it is again of putting <laughs> uh, of uh, of organizing the material but then um that's where the similarities kind of end and, the, yeah. and i i bring a lot more uh, I, I want it to I, I don't know how to say it i i bring a lot more chaos as you can already see from the conversation whereas i think brian just has a, a clear flow and a, a clear set of ideas at the beginning of, uh, of putting together a lesson. So talking about sermons together is one way that I think of mm-hmm. those different g- gifts coming out. What do you see there, Brian? Well, and, and I was just going to say the same thing. It, it almost applies to everything, though, putting together a sermon, talking through now, obviously talking through what we're going to talk about on an episode or what we're going to do for some week's article that we're writing or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we're working on. I am, I am definitely of the approach where I like to have bulleted lists of things and I want to have everything in a nice in a nice little tight package and I want to have something that's real structured as Ryan said and that sometimes keeps me from seeing 
something that I could otherwise see when I'm studying. Mm-hmm. And I could I could be looking for the three points of a, of a sermon that I want to deliver. But then Ryan comes along and he adds 19 more points to it and then just makes me think about <laughs> how the small box I was trying to put the word in really wasn't appropriate for the topic I was dealing with. It needed to be in a much bigger box. <laughs> and I think there are people like that who there are, they can see the forest for the trees. And then there are some people who are just looking at the bark on one tree, you know, and, and kind of having those two people together, not, not that there's not that you need to have that kind of person there who sees things so radically differently than you. But when you do, I think it really helps you kind of get a balance of your perspective versus theirs. And Ryan and I do that for each other all the time. And I'm learning to kind of zoom out and he's kind of learning to zoom in and we're, we're kind of finding that equilibrium there. And you do that in all kinds of relationships. I think marriage obviously is like that. Parenting is like that, you know, all kinds of work relationships and and relationships with people in the community. You're always just kind of learning how to live with each other and what you can learn from each other. And especially in Bible study, there's so much that everyone brings to the table. And like Ryan was saying, those gifts that we all have, every one of them is different and every one of them is going to really provide perspective, I think. And, and I think it can affect the format of the study, too, where just like you're talking about planning out if we're planning out a segment we're bringing different kinds of ideas of what kind of segment we might, might want to do in, in a podcast. But like I was meeting with a, a group today talking about the different kinds of studies, home studies, different groups, meetups and stuff that we do. And there's a lot of different kinds of formats for studies that people need different things. Yeah. You know, there's the, okay, I have big questions that I need a group of smart people to sit down and dig into, come back in a month and let's talk about what we've come up with. Somebody else might need more of a devotional type relational type study where I want to start with scripture and I want to apply scripture, but I'm working through things. I know you're working through things. Let's work through them together prayerfully and with the word, you know, and then Mm -hmm. there's, you know, let's, let's the maintenance type people. I want to consistently work my way through the word of God, through the, the Bible, through the new Testament and, and let's talk about it because we get more out of it together. There's just a lot of different kinds of studies. And I think that if you have different personalities, you're going to bring the, the better elements of all of those different studies in, into your conversation with your friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the questions that's, that we didn't give you guys, but I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I think as Christians, we, we have this desire, all of us, to have a friend that we can study the Bible with, a close friend. But a lot of times we don't intentionally seek those out. Maybe if it happens, it happens kind of spontaneously. But if it doesn't happen spontaneously, maybe we're a little bit afraid to be intentional about that. Um, what would you say to someone who kind of fits in that category, someone who wants a friend but is, isn't sure how to reach out? How do they overcome that obstacle? I mean, there, I can speak from experience when my best friend moved away and like, (laughs) I'm kind of, I've kind of been through that. I think, you know, thinking about wanting to get closer to people, wanting to have these conversations, these deeper relationships with people and the, the few people that I really have invested that amount of time in going away and kind of 
having that natural distance there as they move on to other places, it's hard because you can you can spend a lot of time thinking about what you don't have and you can spend a lot of time looking for those kinds of people or wanting those kinds of friends in your life. And it does really take intentionality. I think you really have to make the effort if that's what you want, if, if that's what you know you need. And maybe there is somebody you can think of that you could put more time into that relationship with them. So maybe calling them more regularly, maybe sending them text messages or getting inside getting into some conversations in like Facebook groups or, you know, whatever it is, whatever venue or forum they might be interested in talking with you in. Um, But there's also opportunities, I think, hiding right in plain sight a lot of times. And there are so many people, especially like, I'll just think about people at Monta Vista who they just would talk my ear off about the Bible if only I would go over and make the time to to start the conversation. And there are probably those kinds of people around. And even if those aren't going to be those super deep conversations right away, maybe like like you talked about, Jeff, about mentoring. I mean, you might might even be able to be the kind of person who who just drives that and they come along for the ride. And eventually, you know, that snowball kind of takes effect and and they start giving back to you the way you started giving to them in the first place. So, I mean, there's probably some of those relationships hiding right in your neighborhood. Yeah. What, what you said there at the end, uh, I think applies to even those relationships that aren't mentor type relationships. You have to show up in those, any relationship ready to give. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not about, Hey, what am I going to get out of this? you want to have mutuality in friendships, but that has to come naturally. And, and I, I think what, what Brian said was really helpful, but I think, you know, I think of Jesus words, if you seek, you'll find. And I think that's a, that's a, just a broad principle. It's like an axiom of the universe that Jesus is sharing from a spiritual perspective. If you're seeking these meaningful relationships, if you're seeking good things to to grow in the Lord, you're going to find it. And you can't get too hung up on uh, on an ideal. It's like, you know, when you make your list of what your ideal spouse is going to be, <laughs> yeah. and then you meet the person and, and, you know, maybe they meet all the boxes, maybe they don't, but you know, this is the one, whether they check the boxes or not. Um, you know, there's, there, this isn't really matchmaking. There's a lot of different, <laughs> there's a lot of different kinds of friends that are going to be great Bible study partners. So just look for it, pray for it, tr- try to build relationships that have the the scriptures and the Lord as the basis of the relationship, and not just you know your favorite sports team and and small talk. And over time, if if you're initiating and willing to kind of lead and and direct those relationships in that direction uh, I, I think you'll find them to come about yeah and just to add on that too I mean as a meta point in this episode before we even started Emerson you were praying to the Lord thank you for this technology that allows us to have this connection between us I mean we're what in, in three different time zones here this is we're all over the place right now and how is this happening? I mean, we're we're doing all this with the 
with the quote unquote miracle of modern technology. <laughs> I mean, we have the benefit now of doing things that would have been unheard of even a hundred years ago. And I guess it's kind of one of those questions of like, how are you using this blessing that God has given you? Are you able mm -hmm. to, to take advantage of bridging the gap of distance with technology in a just simple and easy way? Like we all, all have access to now. Yeah. We want to start to move towards the end of this conversation. Uh, most of our podcasts, we end with this question that was kind of the basis of where we started this whole thing about talking about deeper Bible study. And what is that for, you know, Sean Jeffries is going to get up sometime and, and preach and say, start talking about deeper Bible study. And you're going to think, what's that actually mean? Or what's that? Or I'm going to think, what does that mean? And what does that look like? So no right or wrong answer, just your guys' thoughts about if you heard that phrase and someone asked you what that meant, what would you say? Well, I think, first of all, it has to be faithful to the text and, and sound in interpreting its original intended meaning. I think sometimes when you start to think deeper, there's almost like a like a Gnostic idea. I'm going to find some special knowledge that's just <laughs> hidden there for me or something. You know, you can't go go searching hungry for uh, something that's that's out there and and mystical that's not the meaning it's it starts with really getting to an objective understanding of what did the lord want to get across what did this writer want to get across to these recipients but with that in mind i mean i love finding new connections insights applications just to me deeper bible study it's about being in learner mode and and just discovering new treasures i like that phrase learner mode <laughs> Yeah, that growth mindset, I think this is that's yeah. what this is all about. And I was actually watching a documentary recently about how they built the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't know if you've ever heard about how they did that, but there was these caissons that they had to drop down into the into the mud, basically, at the bottom of the river. And in order to build those two towers where the suspension bridge would go across, they had to anchor these big, giant structures into the bedrock at the bottom of the river. And... Nobody had really ever done this before. This was like the first time that, that anyone had built such a huge structure in the middle of the water. And so they dropped these giant caissons, like wooden sort of boxes down into the ground underwater, and they pushed them down and people were working down there and they kept pushing them down and pushing them down. And with the, the differences in pressure, there were actually people dying as a result of building <laughs> this, these towers. And by the time they hit the bedrock, they they had like hundreds of people who had died putting this wow. caisson in place where they could build, finally build the foundation for what would now be the giant tower in the Brooklyn Bridge. And by the time they did the first one, then they had to repeat the whole process with the second tower. Yikes. And think, thinking about that, it really, when you talk about deeper Bible study, it's like they could have dropped the caisson right under the top of the mud. They could have stopped right there and moved on to the second one. Nobody would have died. Everything would have been fine, but the bridge wouldn't have stood and it wouldn't still be standing today. And so I think when we talk about Bible study, it's, it's about getting deep. It's about getting deep until you actually hit the bedrock. And once you hit the bedrock, once you actually land on truth, then I think like with Paul in Acts 26, you can say, I'm speaking the true and rational words. I am, I'm not out of my mind. I'm not overly learned. I'm not just some studying the Bible for educational purposes alone. 
I've found what is true and what is reasonable. And when you can land on that, when I can land on that, then I'm not standing on my own thoughts. I'm not on shaky ground, really, as Jesus would talk about building your house on the sand. That's something that I always want to be thinking about when I study God's word is landing on what he actually said and what is bedrock. Yeah, I like all of that. We have a couple of unexpected questions here at the end, just for fun. Um, this is a, a question we had in the notes earlier that we didn't get to. So maybe it's the same answer. You can go anywhere in the in the scriptures, though. What's your favorite biblical duo? And you guys can have different answers for this. If you had to think of a biblical duo, though, who's your favorite? I know you all been doing this A-team stuff recently and kind of drafting. So who's your number one pick for a duo? Oh, there we Bar- go. Bringing oh, in the A-team. The, I like the it. draft, yeah. Uh, I love Barnabas and and Barnabas and Paul uh, together are are pretty good a team I think just you know the it's, it's not all smooth sailing with them you get to see a lot of different pieces of that you get mm-hmm. to see a, a, some shifts in the dynamic as Barnabas kind of puts his arm around Paul and and vouches for him and brings him in to teach up at Antioch and then you you later see Paul become the the headliner in the in the tandem as they work together and and through it all you see the the gift of the strengthening influence on each other and the the commitment the mutual commitment to the Lord and to his work I I I love that picture of the two of them yeah and I would if I was going to say I'd have to include Paul in that but I'm going to throw Paul and Philemon together okay, and maybe just telling about these two examples but you know you've got Paul and Barnabas Paul and Philemon these two relationships that aren't always perfect and if you've ever had a friendship for any length of time that was meaningful you know you've gone through rocky times and there's been times (laughs) where like well I'm not I'm not talking to him anymore (laughs) like there's been these moments where it's it's just been tense or challenging And Paul and Philemon had this moment, I guess, on behalf of Onesimus when they're working through this difficult situation. And he's kind of reaching out to to Philemon. He's reaching out to Onesimus and he's trying to bring the two of them together. And I think that kind of thoughtfulness in dealing with challenging emotions, the balance that he shows us in terms of pleading on Onesimus's behalf and leveraging his relationship with Philemon to bridge the gap between the two of them. That's what I want in a friend. I want a friend who's going to do the hard thing and who's going to really stand up and tell me what I need to hear, even if I'm too stubborn to listen sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Paul's a great person to have on, to, on either any duo or any group, <laughs> right? He's the guy we want, apparently. We're both claiming him. Yeah, All for right. sure. Our final question, y'all are going to have to agree on this one. You can't each pick your own. This is right. pick one, the Enterprise, the Millennium Falcon, the TARDIS, or the DeLorean? Falcon. Yeah, Millennium Falcon. Sorry. It's a hard one. I'm, I'm it just, really is. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Enterprise, there's an argument, but I, I just, sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just jumped into that one, Brian. Are you, are you with good with me? it? I'm yeah, good with okay. it, yeah. All right. Well, we can end in peace then. That's good to know. Yeah. May the guys, force be with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for being here to, tonight and just spending time talking about all of this has been really helpful and took a lot of self-control to not just 
brag on you guys. Y'all are my favorite Bible study Christian <laughs> living program. And, you know, I hope that everybody hears the Bible geeks and I think y'all just do a really great job with what you do and appreciate you guys and your friendship and just spending your time with us tonight. Wow, well, likewise, really appreciate and I appreciate that. Yeah. Back at you. <laughs> likewise. And I'll say back at you in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, you guys are doing great work here. And if you're talking to two friends who have a podcast, which two friends are we talking about here? Is it you guys or is it us? So yeah. keep on, keep on keeping it on. We really appreciate your work as well. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. So Emerson, coming out of our discussion with Ryan and Brian, what was your one thing you took away from our discussion with them? Well, it's not super specific, but I think the one thing that they helped me me do is just appreciate the gift that a good friend can be in Bible study, and that you know we need to we need to desire that, and we need to be, we need to be looking for that. Because it's part of God's design for the church. And I think Brian and Ryan really illustrate that in their own relationship and and they're able to, to study together. It's just helping me appreciate the way God designed us to lean on others, to look for others for help in, in this. Because that's really what it's all about, helping each other get to heaven by growing in His Word. How about you? I think my one thing was more along the idea of trying to find someone who thinks differently than me, who looks at things maybe a little bit different way than I do. Obviously, truth is going to be truth, and they talked about that in the show, but you can kind of tell or see the difference between Ryan and Brian. One of them's mm-hmm. more kind of engineery, designy. You know, the other one's the opposite of that then, right? And just the value of seeing those different perspectives along the way and what they can help us to have just a fuller picture of the beauty of God's Word and not just a, a one box that we might usually, whether we consciously or unconsciously, try to put it in, but maybe try to expand that box some to really see all the beauty of God's Word. So we always leave you with a challenge. So your challenge today, as always in our interviews, is to find the one thing that Brian and Ryan helped you in. How can you be stronger and how can you be a friend or find a friend to help you study God's Word better? Thank you for listening to Working with the Word today. Our next episode will continue this series of Bible study and relationships with Matt and Jen Schmidt from the Intimate Covenant Podcast and organization. So we'll talk about Bible study with our spouse. It was a great discussion, lots of great things. Even if you're not married, we think that you would enjoy learning and listening from that conversation. Now, throughout this time, if you would like to suggest things for future episodes in 2022, you have Bible study questions, if you have a question about a difficult passage or anything else to recommend, you can always reach out to us on Facebook at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Thank you.